Foundation podcast. I am Marilyn from the Millard Public Schools Foundation. And I'm Ashley with Millard Public Schools. All right, holidays, winter break, coming fast and furious. Thank so, goodness. I, I know. <clears throat> I think we're all ready to reset a little bit. Yes. But uh, along those lines, it's also extremely important to make sure we're going to be ready to have things to do because we're spending time a little differently maybe these days. Yep. Uh, so we brought in a great resource. Uh, I feel like an amazingly creative person for this topic. Absolutely. Uh, I know you've spent time in her space and I, we've, yeah. I've done my fair share of stalking her on Twitter. <laughs> so uh, Dana Derricks is a teacher librarian at Wheeler Elementary, also super cool, um, doing great things. And we're going to chat with her about what her job looks like this year, but also get some tips on things to do over break. So uh, we hope you enjoy the episode. I'm good. Thanks. How about you? I, I'm good. We are Doing excited good. to chat with you today about a great variety of topics, but we're yes. going to talk a little bit first about how your role has changed this year. So you are a school librarian. I am. Um, and so what, how has that changed? I'm, I'm assuming you are going to classrooms instead of the yeah. students coming to you. So just tell a little bit about that. Right, so it's it's always fun. Every year is fun, and this year is just a unique fun. So, um, as an elementary teacher librarian, then I always went into classrooms for second through fifth grade to teach like their digital citizenship and their computer coding, and then we usually tried to mush like my lessons in with the teacher's lessons so that we were doing projects that best met those teachers needs but also taught the skills that I needed them to have but then the thing is is that the library where they could pick out all their books that doesn't happen so sure. now we had to teach the kids to all use Destiny Discover on their iPads they've all logged in so second through fifth graders they all go into Destiny Discover and they request like a hold a book and then my para oh. actually Jane Jandro she goes and she finds on the shelf and she checks it out to them and she hand delivers like you know like Uber Eats or something and so wow. the kids isn't that crazy? Yeah. But then the littles, of course, we go to their room with stacks of books and then we bring like a little Bluetooth scanner to be able to scan the books. And while I'm doing my library time in their classroom, then we dismiss them into the hallway to get a book to check out from my para Jane and they come back in and we just keep rolling. So we're like a mobile cart all the time. I get a lot of steps in this year. Oh my I gosh. Bet. I Yes. <laughs> And what did you say? It's called Dusty. I was thinking you were going to say Dewey Decimal. And I was like, right? whoa, that's back to my <laughs> library going days. Right? Yeah. Yes. And so, I still uh, couldn't find a book on that. I know. I will say the kids are amazing now at this program. It's called Destiny Discover. And we've always had it. And of course, I've always taught it. But kids didn't really use it to find books so much. They always just went to like a certain spot on every, the shelf that they always went to, right? So they always right. got the same book. But now the variety of books that kids are picking because they look on the app and of course like popular titles pop up or we buy new books and it says brand new series books or they can search by genre so fantasy or science fiction and they're all the time getting books that they never would have checked out before which is a huge gem that who would have guessed oh, right. in the middle of a pandemic this, really this cool. gem. yes so they're definitely expanding their horizons oh that's awesome i mean i'm sure you miss seeing yeah. all the kids in the library oh. but 
Yes. I, you know, COVID mind and having to clean everything. I can't imagine kids through all the books and yeah, your mind would just be like, oh my gosh, the amount of cleaning. So it's all of that. Cause it definitely saves like even a shelf marker. Now they've picked up a shelf marker and then they go and they look at a book and they want to put it back. Well, now you got to clean that book, you know? And so mm-hmm. we just, it, with 600 students, it has been the most manageable to do this. I don't know how Jane Gendro, my pair, her back is still handy, handling it all, but she's happy to do it. So we keep doing it. Oh, that's awesome. Now I'm yes. going to talk an old, so I, this isn't even something I prepped anyone with. <laughs> this is my Love own, it. like. <laughs> We're already riffing guys. <laughs> to, to, yeah, this is good. <laughs> digging back to my library days. So yes. if you had to pick like. I remember like digging for the boxcar children. Oh, so yes. is there a specific, like a couple of different books that you always are having kids like uh, looking for, looking for, and really yes. having trouble? Books that never make it back to the shelf because once they've returned, we have to just get it back out to somebody else. Dog man, kids love oh, it. Sure. <laughs> Right. I did. I did read one of them and that was honestly enough for me, but they love it. So, okay, great. And then um, they also loved who, who would win. And so it's like these versus books. So I know. So they pit two crazy animals together. So it might be like a scorpion versus some type of crazy snake. And the kids just love these books. They just can't get enough of them. So those two for sure are definitely hitting all the bases. Oh, that's awesome. I think actually I have a fifth grader and I think we might've had some of those who would win yes. type of yes. uh, or survive like who oh, would yeah. survive. Yeah. Those the I survived cool. books. They love those. Um, Ready Freddy books. Those are some great ones too. So yeah. And of course I can't go without saying golden sower books. The kids love them. We make sure that we read them. They're nominated every year. There's 10 golden sower picture books and 10 golden sower chapter books. And so the kids always have goals to be, have read all of them so they can vote for their favorite book. And so if you're ever looking for a great book go to any bookstore and ask them for the golden silver books and they'll point you in the right direction or just google it um they've got the list there and that's always a great starting point oh nice. good yeah yeah that also brings up maybe like a little gift idea for perfect you know, some of my friends with little kiddos yes. so great yes do it right now for here's sure. i'm gonna really drag your memory so my kiddo was looking for the book bob is yes. that Okay. Yes, it's a golden sower this book this year. Okay, I wondered. That made me yes. think about it because I was like, I feel like he said that. And <laughs> so we actually purchased it. We have it sitting on the kitchen table. I was going to give it as a gift, but then I thought you maybe needed to read it now because, yeah. you know, he's trying to hit these goals of reading. Yes. So good job, anyway. Bob. Two points for you. That's yeah. fantastic. That's great. Thanks, Thanks Amazon. <laughs> yes, Amazon to the rescue. And actually a side note, if you're reading Bob, there's the audiobook for it too. And they use an Australian accent because it takes place in Australia. So I know. So I'm always telling kids, I said, you know what? It's great to read it, but also listen to it. Cause then you get to hear a little Aussie accent. Right. And who doesn't want to have a little bit of that in their day? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, it's Uh, so fun. That's awesome. Okay, so how are you keeping kids engaged in school? So their breaks aren't the same, so they are not sitting with kids. You know, they can't sit with their friends necessarily at lunch. I think they are, but just in smaller groups, maybe Mm -hmm. not as recess looks different. And so what are some different ways that you guys are continuing to keep kids engaged. Yeah. Teachers are so creative. Um, They are amazing. And so some of the programs that we had before, we're definitely still using them like Go Noodle. And so you can, um, it's an online program. The teachers pulls it up, they project something and it's usually a song, some movement, maybe there's some yoga, some deep breathing. So the kids get up and they're moving. 
I see that often in every classroom. I even see teachers who like, let's say during this time while you're doing your work, you can sit on your desk or you can sit under your desk because getting them so close together isn't really what we want either. So right. just kind of getting creative about their posture and where they're at. At recess, they're in zones, so they're, their class stays together. But I will tell you, I am blown away by kids. They have risen to the occasion. And I've had some writing. I was having a class write about I survived the pandemic of 2020. So they were using the I survived books, but writing their own books. Awesome. And, yes. And they are so reflective because they even said, you know, I can only be with my classmates at recess. My friends are in another class, but I've really learned to bond with them. And I see that out at recess, they're playing so well together. These are kids they normally wouldn't just hang out together, but that's their only choice right now. And they are totally happy doing it. Um, so that's great. So I think it's just that huge variety of whatever you can do in the classroom. The teachers are trying a million different tools, throwing technology here and there, trying out new things so that the kids are learning new things, but also the teachers are. And I think just that nonstop trying something different every day. Right. And I would agree with you on that as far as um, I think it's something as we talk to some kids network folks too, that yes. was one of the things that they mentioned um, kind of coming out of the pandemic is that when we were putting kids together in groups over the summer, it was forcing people to have different relationships and forcing in a good way, I guess maybe yeah. forcing sounds negative, but <laughs> it was giving them the opportunity is a better yes. way um, to meet and be friends with kids. Maybe they wouldn't have picked because they wouldn't have yes. had the same similar, you know, oh. they didn't wear the same kind of shirt. So they didn't think they liked right. anything the same or whatever. Yes. And then it's like, Oh, but you like to jump rope and I do too. And yes. um, so, you know, we have to find the silver linings right now. Yep. I um, think that's so, that's so great. You said that because actually just today at recess, I was watching some third graders and you know what I have watched recess for the 20 some years that I've taught. And I think kids are more active at recess now than they ever were before, because maybe they would have found that one buddy that they just kind of hung out with and just chit chatted the whole time. But now they're with all these kids that they don't normally hang with. So they're all playing games. They're moving constantly. They're not standing around. They're really, right. they're active. That's, it's great. So it I is. think, yeah, that's, that's a wonderful thing to point out and something that we should be happy about. Yes. Um, and not really all kind of it's of... negative when it comes nope. to the pandemic, there are plenty right. of yep. positives and yep. right. I think plenty of things that'll stick around after the pandemic as well. Yes. Yes. We are learning a ton. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we though? Things that we, that yeah. we can do better, things that oh. we appreciate, um, yep. things that we will be happy to get back to. And yes. Um, so it's, it is good. This is a, it is. I mean, it's not good, but it, we are finding good. How about yes, that? Yes, we are. We're, We're doing finding. the very best we can. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's your advice on screen time right now? So we, you yeah. know, we want to talk a little bit about fun and engaging e-learning, uh, mm -hmm. fun apps, but there is also, you know, how can we manage that so that, you know, I do know for my own child when he's in front of a screen for too long, his attitude maybe isn't the best and a little break yep. is works wonders. Yep. Um, so kind of what would you suggest for, you know, kind of keeping those kids getting, keeping a break, you know, is yeah. there yeah. something that you have in mind? Right. And so I actually, I was just looking it up to kind of prepare for today's discussion too. And really what's recommended is for like little kids, maybe let's say kindergarten, preschool, it's maybe a half an hour a day. And then as they get a little older, it increases, but to maybe two hours by fifth grade. And when you think about screen time, I think it also includes the television. And right. I know for myself, like when you start to add that up, 
It's a lot of right. hours. And I know I we definitely don't push screens at school, but kids are one-to-one. -one. And with a pandemic, then we don't have a lot of materials for them to be touching and sharing. So the right. iPad becomes a really a great tangible tool because you can use all of those tools there virtually. And so they're using them. But I feel like, I truly do feel like the screen time that they have at school is different than screen time at home. I agree. Home, yeah, they might be playing video games at home, might be just watching like a YouTube video. Um, it's much more just sitting get whereas at school it's a creation tool and so the kids at school are using it to create using it to manipulate um, and using to showcase their learning as opposed to just receiving information from it and at school too they're not sitting all day long on it like I was just in a classroom when we were doing the hour of code and so they the teachers have maybe half hour blocks that they've picked me to come in and we add up to a whole hour but by the time I get in there the half hour it's maybe five to ten minutes of instruction and then maybe 20 minutes of coding and then we're done we're off the ipad again and the whole time that they're coding they're discussing with a neighbor they're problem solving like it's a very social event and i think at school the times that we're using the devices it's a social activity where maybe they're sharing that either with an audience that they have there in their classroom or maybe they're sharing on seesaw so parents can see it but mm -hmm. it's definitely a creation tool so i think uh, fortunately or unfortunately it's a different answer for at home compared to at school yeah, back to code and go. So when I was kind of doing some research, I yes. saw this really awesome uh, thing you did at, on Twitter, the Halloween yes. um, code and go mice parade. And it I was, was like, so that is really awesome. <laughs> so without having a picture to show anybody, yes. I don't know if you can describe kind of what was going on, but it looked super yeah. awesome. And I was like, oh, I wish I was a kid in your classroom. I wanted to do it. I was so excited because actually there's this great book that kind of got me inspired. And it's all about the man who originally created the um, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade balloons. He was a puppeteer. And so they go through the process of getting the, the balloons to go up. And that's how they got to that end point. Um, it's called Balloons Over Broadway is the book. And I was like, oh, that'd be so fun to have our own Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And I'd seen people use Ozobots to do that, which is little bitty robots. And then they mm -hmm. attach things to kind of float around. Uh, we only have one Ozobot. And I was like, oh, we have these code and go mice. And each mouse is truly like the shape of like a computer mouse about that big. And the top of it, it has um, arrows pointing forward, backward, right, and left. And so the kids have to code it. And so then they, when they code it, we actually had use it typically for coding. They would code it like to get through a maze, to get to some cheese. So they maybe click the forward arrow like two or three times and the right arrow, and then they have it go. And especially the little kids, we try to work them into ju not just forward arrow go, forward arrow go, but putting together a string of code. Uh -huh. And so then I was like, oh, this would be perfect. We could totally do this for a Halloween parade since we couldn't have Halloween this year. And so the kids got to use a great app called um, Book Creator. We took their pictures. They had the little faces there and they got to draw their Halloween costume that they were going to wear at home probably. And then we printed it out, laminated it, stuck it on um, a straw <laughs> that we taped to the little mouse's bum. And then we lined it all up <laughs> for this big parade. It was awesome. So we had like 25 little mice with little sticks and their little costumes. And then the kids got to start coding and they had to get it through the parade route. And we got to watch all the parade route going and they got to go a couple times through it. And it was fantastic. It was so fun. We had lots of collisions, but the kids were coding and they were doing it like with multiple steps at one time. And then they had lots of fun seeing their creative drawings and things that they had done. So definitely a fantastic, fun tool. Yes. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's really, I mean, that beats some of the, th I mean, you know, I don't want to date yes. myself, but I was not coding and going when I was <laughs> Was in uh, uh, elementary school and no. I was like just awesome stuff and that's the other thing yes. too I, I don't want to get 
ahead of myself, but like I mm-hmm. wrote myself some notes off of Wheeler and your Twitter page. Yeah. And it's like the Google expeditions, yes. 3D printers. I mean, yeah. all of these really awesome tools that, oh, yeah. you know, obviously technology and like you do tech talks, like, yep. I mean, lots of stuff we can cover. So, but I don't want to yes. lose track, but um, I love it. You've done so, your homework, Marilyn. I'm impressed. Yeah, <laughs> You're a good you. stalker. Yeah. I, well, oh, hey, yes. Don't, <laughs> I was doing some research. Yes. Always That's research. Awesome. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, and, and, and the 3d printer brings yeah. me back to like my, my child did it at his school and brought his name and like on a keychain, And I was like, yes. oh, that made me want to like, Hey, how do I get myself one of those? Right, <laughs> right? Right? You know, like I, if I was a kid, I, yes. I just think it's so crazy. Like the technology and the things they can uh, do. It's just really, it is just so cool. And so, so cool. Exciting for kids who, you know, before I think when I it was like Super Mario Brothers, you know, yeah. those kinds of like, or the, you know, Oregon Trail, which was really cool uh-huh. in our time, oh, but yes. the things that kids are learning now on computers and it is just- Well, and you really always awesome. had to wait for computer time yes. or, you know, your time is very, very limited and there yep. may have been two computers in the school. Yep. Or right, right. It wasn't as accessible. Yeah. Yes. Or, you know, it was a big deal if someone had one at home. And even oh, I'd yeah. say probably five years ago, it was a big deal for yep. kids to have an iPad at home yes. or anything that they could use yeah and so now being one-to-one I just think it's amazing Ugh. that you know every kid can have yes can it has that. drastically changed the way we teach because even up until last year we were sharing devices you know yep. and we had laptops and we had iPads and people shared them and that's fine and now every kid has one in their hand and again they're not using it all day long but on the fly a creation tool is right there and they can create and move on and it is just dynamic to see kids do that actually it reminded me there's this great quote I read the other day um, by Naomi Harm I'm not sure who that is but she had said learning should be better than chocolate Oh, right. And now that's hey, extreme. That's that is extreme. Yeah, now, I mean, let's not get crazy. That's <laughs> something to shoot right? for, right? That, that's our goal. That's our pie in the sky goal. And I think that that should be the way, like we want kids to want to come to school and we want them because if they want to come to school, they're going to learn, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that does require some fun. You know, I mean, that does require these fun things that they kind of forget they're learning while they're doing this code and go parade. Yes. They're really learning, but they're having fun. And so it doesn't feel so totally um, not yucky but so like oh I'm learning you know it's like yes. oh this is awesome and oh I did learn a little something along the way yeah. so that's awesome yeah, I agree with you <laughs> um, so talk about some fun apps as mm-hmm. we are getting ready to go into the holiday break here in a few yeah. weeks and um, we probably won't be spending time like we normally would be um, during a break um, yeah. so we want to make sure that we're armed and ready to have some yep. tools that we can maybe learn but also just fun things to do to kind of keep our kids motivated through these next couple yeah. of weeks when we're home. Yep. That's a great point. And I like that too, because they've got some tools, but then to mix it up a little bit is pretty nice too. So yeah. I'm just going to list a couple things and kind of explain them just a smidgen, but yeah. I'll also give you the websites to go to, which is kind of nice. Like one I was thinking about that we had just used today, code.org. That's fantastic. And all Millard kids have learned something on code.org by this point of sort of their schedule in school. And they've got tons of great coding activities, really active ones too. Just this week, we've been celebrating 
the hour of code. And so kids have been coding dance parties. And so we have to dance whatever like button or code we pointed to. So that's, that's great. And it's got a million ideas. If you just go to code.org, I would really recommend that one. The other one I was thinking about too, um, if you're interested in like some more book apps, because again, getting books is hard, especially with our public library, sort of in the situation they're at. Sora is how a lot of the kids are reading their eBooks here at school. And so those books are Millard books. But also, if you're a Millard student, you automatically can get any book from the Omaha Public Library. You don't even have to have a public library card. And so the oh, kids, wow. when they, I know, when they're searching in Sora, they also get to see all the Omaha Public Library eBooks and they can check them out, no problem. It's automatically returned for them when it's the time is up. So there's no late fees ever. So parents don't have to worry. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, I, I love audiobooks. I always tell kids, you know what, if you're taking a trip, you're going for a walk, you can take an audiobook with you and listen to it. That's where I had listened to Bob. Actually, I took a walk, two walks around Zerinsky Lake, got me through Bob. Really? <laughs> okay. Yes. I have I, found a lot during this that, you know, my commute into work, if I yeah. listen to music, I'm a little more stressed through the day, I feel like. Yes. But if I listen to a podcast or an audiobook, for some reason, it's <sighs> a lot more calming to me. It really, really? is. Uh, yeah. I think it's true for kids too, because yeah. they've got just, they allows, allows them to escape the world they're in for a little bit. Yeah. Right. It's, it's nice. And actually there's another app that a lot of the kids are using here at school, um, Epic. And so their teachers have probably made classes for them. And again, it's free books, but they're not really checking them out. So they don't, there's not like a limited number of books because on Sora, we have to purchase those books, but Epic, there's like a million that's a big hyperbole. There's a lot of books that kids, yeah, and they enjoy it and they get to win like awards, virtual awards on their iPad when they read so many books and so many minutes and all these things. So that's another great one. And then for the little kids, um, Tumble Books and Tumble Books is through the Omaha Public Library, but Millard has an account. And so Millard people out there, if you're listening, um, you'll want to just contact your teacher for the login if they don't, like little kids won't take home their devices over break. And so to get that, just, I can't say the password over. Right. Yes. Because so it's a password and you're never yes. supposed to give them out. Right. Good answer. That was a good answer. So those are great. Oh, but I brought another one too. Can I share um, this really fun one? And I want to make sure I tell everybody the name of this one. It's called Novel Effects. Would okay. Be okay yeah. I, I might get Absolutely. a little simpler. Okay. Yes. So Novel Effects, we don't get it on the school iPads because um, it's not an app the kids are using because you have to log in. But the parents, super easy. I got it on my iPad. Uh, it's a free app and it has a lot of different books. You have to pick a book that's in their app and then it makes sound effects to go with the story as you read it. So like I have the actual book here in front of me. I'm going to read the actual book, but then it will give me sound effects to go with it. Can I try it out? Yeah, for everybody? let's hear Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Okay. Looking okay. forward so it, to it. It is great. And actually this is the actual book my dad used to read to me when I was little. It's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I used to have to wake him up in bed because he'd fall asleep <laughs> midway through. So this is it. I'm going to share. I know how this finished. I know. I'm like, <laughs> we've only read it 10 times. Keep going. Why yeah. are you stopping? And don't skip a page because I know. Yes. I mean, I used to try that. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. <laughs> my eyes might be closed, but I'm still listening. Right. <laughs> okay. So on my iPad, I'm just going to play. Like I found the book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I'm going to click play. And then as I'm reading, it's actually listening to my voice so it knows what page I'm at and then if I skip pages there it is there. it jumps to that section of the sound effects too so that's kind of awesome. crazy so it's not gonna yeah. rat you out if you get away with it right you on. know what it's kind of sneaky okay we'll try it let me know if you can't hear it or whatever okay okay all right here we go so it's how the Grinch stole Christmas is that loud enough better yep, we can hear it okay super by Dr. Seuss every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot but the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. 
The Grinch hated Christmas, the whole Christmas season. Now please don't ask why, no one knows quite the reason. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. But whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve, hating the Who's, staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm, lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every Who down in Whoville beneath was busy now, hanging a mistletoe wreath. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled with the Grinch fingers nervously drumming. I must find a way to stop Christmas from coming. For tomorrow, he knew. All the who girls and boys would wake bright and early. They'd rush for their toys. And then, all oh, the noise, all oh, the noise, 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 noise. That's one thing he hated. The noise, 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 noise. And I'm going to pause it. So you can hear that, that as awesome. I was reading. Is that so fun? <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, it's so engaging, and it really just puts you in that situation. Um, I'm pretty sure, though, you might be stuck reading a lot of books if you get that app. <laughs> That's right. F so just a yeah, good comes up. with a little bit of that for so yes. parents. You will then also have to be engaged. <laughs> That's right. Don't forget. And it's really cool. They just released this great calendar for all the whole month of December through Novel Effects. It's a daily calendar, and so each like day has a different book that they have in their app that they suggest you read. So it's all the different holidays and some great wintry books. So yeah, awesome. check it out. It's it's worth it. It's definitely okay, worth it. Okay, I'm I'm gonna add that to my list for sure. So yes, um, that'll kind of keep us going into like what kind of how like what must have items should we have in our household over that break that and what could we do with them? Is do you have any suggestions or ideas? Some great things to have at home. I love that. Definitely the Coda Go Mice. That's a go-to. The other thing that's super simple that I think you might have at home is cardboard. <laughs> There's uh -huh. this great activity called the Cardboard Challenge. Some of the kids have done it. Parents at home, just Google Cardboard Challenge. And there's this little kiddo about 10 years ago, um, and he made his own arcade out of cardboard. And he got really creative and then he got all this national publicity because he did this arcade all out of cardboard boxes. Well, so now every year we have a cardboard challenge that kind of runs randomly throughout the world and kids create all kinds of cool things out of cardboard along with that then there's this great tool and we actually bought some for a wheeler here it's called make do and they're plastic tools that are meant for cardboard they also come from australia which is funny but it has little screws and it has like um a kid safe knife or a sword sword saw and then yeah. like screwdrivers everything you can imagine and it really works on oh. cardboard so you can attach pieces and they kind of like moving parts and things so oh, definitely cool. save your cardboard yeah check out make do and I think it's makedo.com is the website you're going to want to go to so that would be a really great one if you're looking for something fun to do with all your recyclables I um, saw I think speaking of our last podcast guest Josh Monroe I think yes. his classroom did it they did do it earlier and I was like this is amazing like yes holy so cow fun. some of the stuff they did so I Kids think even adults would have now. fun with that, like uh, trying to play the games. Right? Yeah, I'm like, I think your whole your whole Christmas break is now filled up if you yeah. just get some cardboard. Yeah, right now, well, I mean, with all my the Amazon shopping I have done, I probably could give a few families. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> some cardboard. That's awesome. That's how I'm shopping this holiday season. So I, yes. Um, but so okay, explain to me this arcade. So like they made yeah. really. 
So Kane's Arcade, that's the little kiddo's name is Kane, and he made like all kinds of arcade games. Oh, it's so fabulous what he did. And so he was working at his dad's shop and it was like, he was eight year old. So his dad's working, he's just hanging out. So he started to put together all kinds of little games. And like, as you can imagine, little basketball ones, you flip it and Mm -hmm. little basketball has to go through the hoop and stuff to win prizes and tickets and things and nobody was coming. And so one day in this video, then this guy who was probably like 25, he shows up probably to go to the store where his dad was actually working but he sees this arcade and he was like oh hey you got an arcade and so Kane who's this little kiddo he's like yeah you can play um you get five plays for like I think it's a dollar or you can get unlimited plays for five dollars and so he says oh I'll go the unlimited route so this 25 year old guy he's in there playing all these little games and then you see Kane he gets inside of like the games and spits the tickets out and he's got like a little calculator to tell you your points and all these things so then they did like one of those um flash mobs so this 25 five-year-old guy like calls everyone in the world okay not really but in California and he says at this time come to Kane's Arcade so the dad's in it too so dad takes Kane for lunch or whatever and they come back and all these people are there to play his arcade games and so they're all you know of course getting the full ride so it's five dollars to play all the games and they're playing (laughs) the games getting little tickets out that he made and it's just such a great inspirational story and and actually if you follow Kane on Twitter now you'll get like I think he's going to college soon so it's like his life if he's not currently in college or going to college being an engineer I mean come on oh yeah it's right up his alley so it's just so fun and the kids I mean you know what you give them a box and suddenly they're happy even if you're giving gifts let's say around the holiday season if you put nothing in that gift except a box I bet they'd be very happy because they can do all kinds of cool things so yeah right you know um, sweet sometimes which would be if we put duct tape you knew you can get that fancy oh. looking I mean not fancy but like <laughs> camo cool looking or yeah yes. cool looking yes is the proper cool word. looking um but that is kind of also a big hit with some cardboard. But I had, didn't know about these little point. like um, like screws, like yes. the actual because that is also oh, yeah. a that's better than duct tape. I have it's to say, really fun. it just really holds better. Duct tape it is, is so fun too. Yes, and the screws like they really fit into the screwdrivers, and they're totally kid safe, so you can't cut yourself. Sometimes you need like a parent to help, like maybe with a carpet cutter to get some through some of the cardboard, but then get them back to their little tools. Um, really, it's so neat. It's worth it's worth the price. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. That's awesome. Yep. Okay, so kind of along the the gifting ideas what kind of tech like let's talk about tech you know we know that's where a lot of kids are um and that's an interest for a lot so what would you suggest that um people maybe kind of keep on their list for the holiday season it is funny because I'll oftentimes have teachers who are parents come to ask me, okay, so what were you doing during your tech time? Because uh, apparently I need to go buy that. And so then they <laughs> put their other little list. So a couple of great things. Um, first one for littles, we have this uh, cool toy. It really is a toy, but it's coding. It's called the code a pillar. And so it's a caterpillar. It's made by Fisher price, I believe. And each piece is pulls apart, but then the kids can put it together and it connects actually through a USB, um, oh. like port. And so you connect them all together and then they've got buttons on top and each button has a different code. So maybe it's a turn right or a turn left or play a sound. And so once you connect them, however you've done that, it'll start to actually drive itself. It's on wheels and it will follow the code that the kids put together. So we have like our preschoolers, they will put together their code a pillar and then watch it follow follow the code and you can get like really technical where it has to go certain directions to get to like spots 
or just have fun because they just they just giggle like you can't even imagine they are loving it so that's a great one Codapillar, which by the way it's not open right now but the omaha public library they have a toy library which is where i test drive lots of my toys because they had the Codapillar. so i got mm-hmm. it from the public library tested it out for a month and then gave it back and then bought four of them but um <laughs> That's a great little sneaky route if you're ever looking for, hey, what are some new things? Check them out Oma Public Library first and then decide if you like it and then go buy it. So that's a great one. Another good one that works well with the iPads is called Osmo, O-S-M-O. Mm-hmm. And it has a little base. So you stick your iPad in it and it has a little mirror up on top. And there's tons of different manipulatives you can buy to go with them. So you can get the coding one. You can get the letter tiles. You can get the number tiles. There's actually even like a pizza one. I haven't even tried the pizza one. But all of those, oh, and Tangram to they're really fun and again littles all the way through i would say because there's so many great free things you can do with it on the osmo app um, but it's also a great learning tool so the kids are gonna be learning without even realizing it but um that is a really versatile tool i would check that one out for sure the other thing i was thinking about um if you've not tried out snap circuits they're fantastic. Um, this is like flashback era. I think to all of our sort of growing up where you're given like a bunch of stuff and you just create electricity. So it's not mm-hmm. dangerous. It's run off a battery. But the snap circuits, they give you a snap board and it really has like little pegs. And it tells you like in their little book how to build these little um, plastic pieces together that have metal snaps. And so they actually snap together and then always connects to like a battery power. And there might be lights or there might be a spinner or there might be like a little sound effect. And you get that instant gratification if you put the circuit together correctly of it making that happen. So it'll make the spinner fly up or it'll make the sound effect. Um, and number one, the basic one is fantastic. But then once the kids have tried it a couple times let them just do whatever with it and they are amazing because they'll create all kinds of little intricate things and figure out how they can make these circuits run and you'll have five-year-olds so kindergartners who are able to tell you why it's lighting up or why it's not lighting up and so then as all right so as teachers we're always you know giving them the science words oh you made a closed circuit or oh it's not lighting up because it's an open circuit and knowing that they're going to use that through play to then eventually be amazing scientists using that actual science fact that they've really practiced but as parents of course you want it all so Right. the snap circuits they're a go-to and you know what you can buy them online i've also seen that barnes and noble so if you need a little promo there but mm-hmm. um yeah those are great tools i would suggest both of those ones the other thing that can get a little bit more um kind of on the fun side too it, of course spheros those are the little robots that are round mm-hmm. if you've ever watched star wars bb8 he's a sphero you can code that with your um your ipad or even your phone your mobile phone will do that too and then along with that the ozobots those little bitty robots i've seen those at barnes noble too they actually run a code that's going to be on paper so the kids can draw like uh, a map i almost call it like a map and they use black lines and then occasionally they use the sets of codes that are coming with it so it could be like red green red would make it go fast and so the ozobots on the paper and he's going 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 and when he runs over he's sensing the colors below him he hits those colors and he goes fast and so that's a really fun one because they can just get crazy i've had littles also with just big paper and they make (laughs) lots of them all over and then those little ozobots are kind of squeaking all around and those can just charge on usb so not hard to keep them rolling either because they're not going to really run out of battery but Mm -hmm. those are some of the go-to's i would say that you might want to just have around you know if the puzzles get worn out because puzzles are pretty great too but if you tired of your other stuff go for some of those and they're not that expensive which I kind of love um, because I know that you don't need to be spending a bunch of money on things that eventually might break or move on with so 
Yeah. Right. I might even add a couple of those to my own list I because yeah. I don't yes. even know. I mean, I probably have a ton of kids. Like the kids are probably smarter than I am in coding. Cause I was like, <laughs> Oh, look at that. You can, you can do that with it. So. Right. <laughs> don't worry. I'm with you. Well, and you can get really fancy if you want to buy them a drone. Right. True. <laughs> hey, now let's talk about that real quick. Ashley, you know, she's got herself yeah. a fancy. The, the license I know. And yeah. And I, the fact I, it boggles my mind that there's probably a 10 year old that could have put that thing up in the air quicker and easier than me. And I'm fretting over studying for this test to get licensed. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So amazing. And I think that's the coolest thing is that the things that kids are playing with now, that's what I always tell, like in the back of my head and I tell it to teachers, we're going to play with it now as elementary kids, because someday they're going to be amazing and change the world with it. But we got to give them the play time to get through all the, how does that work? Sort of time so that they can right. be amazing later. Yeah. Right. Which oh. actually, I think we were talking about 3D printers earlier. You can go ahead and buy yourself a 3D printer for winter break. I think people would really enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, how much are they? Actually, uh, not bad. $600 is like a good, pretty good one. Right. I mean, but think of the things we could create. Right. Yeah. I, know, I mean, while $600 right? does seem like it might be, be a little bit. But how many but people are of- buying PlayStations, yes. Xboxes, yes. all that That's kind of stuff right good now. Good point. So. Yep. Point, when you compare yeah. the prices, we did have a student last year. Okay. Two students that I know of who, when they came back from winter break, they were like, I got a 3d printer for Christmas. And I was like, you did. So I stopped seeing them in the library because they didn't have to come to our 3d printers to print anymore. <laughs> they were printing at home. And one of them in particular over all the kind of COVID craziness, he was, made himself a chess set and oh printed gosh. it on a 3d printer. Yep. And then he sent a video to his teacher to let her know that what he was creating. And he's a fourth grader now this year, mind you. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, maybe I, I will maybe I will think twice about that. Yes. Yes, so fun. <laughs> that is just amazing. I also think like you kind I kind of forget about what you can do with those 3D oh, printers. I mean like yeah. that, they are pretty awesome. It's yeah. beyond the keychain that, you know, Bentley right. brought home. Um, but, but so I was still like, yeah, you got to start with keychain and then I, you know, I think there's a commercial out too. <laughs> I yes. watch a lot of TV apparently. Um, <laughs> That's great. But with a 3D printer and it's like showing, and I was like, oh, wow, that is just really cool. Really it's cool. so neat. It's so, so neat. And Ooh, I and feel I, like it'll be pretty normal in their everyday lives in the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. You know, I think I was in your class not too long ago and the yes. teacher was saying how her husband or fiance, you know, 3D <laughs> prints stuff for kids in the hospitals and yeah. yeah. It's awesome. We actually here at school, even if we've lost like parts of um, games or things, we 3D print them. Um, somebody had broken their electric pencil sharpener and it, the piece that had broken off was really just a small little plastic bit. We 3D printed it. Um, even the make do like, like I tried to get you to buy make do earlier for your cardboard stuff, but actually when I wanted a bunch of the screws, I just designed it and 3D printed a bunch of screws that work too. Really? So, see, you don't have to okay. buy it. You just buy yourself yeah. 3D printer. Yeah, right. just make Okay, this is all printing. coming. I mean, my mind is blown. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, so fun. Not where I expected it to go today, but I love that. <laughs> it's awesome. And actually, I didn't want to forget this one either, because if you want some new ideas, there's a guy on Twitter. I'm sure he actually is alive too, because I've seen him speak before. But if you follow him on Twitter, he just released like the, I think it's called 25 day- Days of Making. So 25 days of making and he's got a website but also on twitter his name is aaron mauer and i'm just going to spell it out if you want to write it down so it'd be at that symbol and then a a r o n m a u r e r e d u and if you follow him every single day up and through like december he's going to be releasing a different stem 
activity. And so like the, for example, the first, one of the first days, it was a thankfulness one. And so he just had like a little card that again, you can look on the website, you can print it off, whatever, but it said, okay, find three Legos that are yellow and then name a person that you're thankful for for each of your yellow ones. And then like the next one was like green, find four green Legos, connect them. And those would be four things that you are good at or whatever. And just really inspirational things, but also stuff you would just find laying around your house. Another less deep one, he made a Christmas tree and he said, it's going to be triangles that we continue to, you know, there you're getting some geometry in there. So they're going to be similar, but not congruent. And so he continued to cut the triangle down and then he built it all together so that you had this great little triangle Christmas tree that you had made out of similar shapes. Again, that weren't congruent, but they were similar. And so just fun, random stuff. And he's actually got kids as well as adults who are contributing to the ideas. And they've got little videos about how to do things. And then parents, if they're interested, there's a Flipgrid on there. And Flipgrid is a great app where you can make videos. Um, whoever sets up the Flipgrid, you submit videos to it. And then you can watch everybody's ideas. And so he made a Flipgrid and he just says, hey, if you do this project, submit your ideas of what you made and we'd like to see it. And so the kids are all showcasing what they had done based on the directions that were given. And what a fun way to engage your kids. Again, pretty much for free. So just stuff that you might have lying around your house. Oh, that's a great idea. I love yeah. that. Yeah, um, I liked it too. <laughs> I feel like we could probably keep going and keep going, but I yes, want to be I know, so aware of your time um, because great. I know that you, I just, I think you're awesome. I am oh. totally inspired by your creativity and your knowledge. Um, I'm thankful and grateful that you are in our school district and that our students and families are lucky to learn from you. So we just are super thankful that you joined us today and gave us all these great tips and um, that you're a part of our district. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I know that I'm blessed to have this job and that's why I try to make each day like it can be great, but why not make it amazing? Because if we can make it amazing, let's do that. And so I am super appreciative that I, I get to be in a place that I can do that. And I work with people who are willing to do that with me. So thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you and happy holidays. if anyone else can have that amount of passion and energy for a topic. No, my goodness. She was great. She is a great resource for people too. So her excitement is totally contagious. And as we were chatting a little bit, it just, I wanted to say like one thing that we need to kind of make mention of that um, we've been working on here at the foundation for since 2015 is that we have invested million in the technology initiative for the district um, to help with every, a device for every child. So that's something that we're really proud of here at the foundation. And so like that's been through 2015 to present. And um, I just think it's really a proud moment for us to hear about how that technology is making a difference in the students how people can utilize it both in school and then take what they're learning in school and do it at home, you know, throughout break and. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What a great resource. So, well, I guess here's a wrap for our last episode of 2020. Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) Crazy. Um, It feels good to say last of 2020. I think we're all ready to see 2021 and come at us. That's right. That's right. So not the end of the season, but just the year. So we're going to hope that we only have a handful of months left where we're doing podcasts via Zoom. Yep. Whether that's our storage room, 
bedroom <laughs> closet, office, whatnot. We've been in all locations. Yes. Um, that maybe we can finally record in person soon. So one last thing, do us a favor. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe, review, and share the podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll chat soon.